Hello. Thank you for joining us on Live, Learn, Love, Lead, a podcast of Bethel Christian Church in Warren, Michigan. Our mission is to live in the power of Christ, learn to become like Christ, love as the family of Christ, and to lead others to Christ. This year, our aim is to grow in these four L's. Listen for this week's thoughts. Hi, welcome to Live, Learn, Love, Lead, the weekly podcast of Bethel Christian Church. This is Danielle Hodson. And Daniel Hodson. Thanks for sticking with us. Happy August now, if you're listening when the the podcast hits this week. If you're listening later, still happy hello to you. (laughs) Um, We are in Proverbs 21, verses 25 and 26. It says... The desire of the sluggard kills him, for his hands refuse to labor. All day long he craves and craves, but the righteous gives and does not hold back. Hmm. And what we've been doing in our conversations um, is just taking, looking at it, reading over it a couple of times, wondering what stands out to us. What do we notice? What does it make us think of other verses? What words stand out? What do those words mean, looking at the definitions, comparing them with other things? So that's all. We're really just asking questions of the text yeah. um, in in modeling that, hopefully, decently for for you as you listen and, and that you can, you can start to do that, too, on your own. You can just look at what does this word mean? How does this verse compare with the other verse? What circumstances does it apply in? Um, Is there a cause and effect? Things like that. So you can do it on your own, or it's really fantastic to, if you have someone you can have a conversation with, because we draw out different things Mm -hmm. from another, and each person sees something different from the text. So that's that's been our approach to these conversations. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because it helps you learn how to just have a conversation about Scripture. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you don't always know how to approach it and just talk about it and have it to become just part of your daily life. But when you you just start doing it and you start asking questions of it and you start asking questions of a person that you trust going through it and it just helps you to learn how to interact with it in a new way. Yeah, and I think even think about scripture mm-hmm. because a lot of times we'll just read it. We'll read yep. the Bible verses. Okay, done, I read it for the day. Yep. But when we start asking questions we make a bigger demand on our own mind. Mm-hmm. And then when we make that demand, it's like putting that those words deeper into us. We're taking more ownership of yeah. it. We're wrestling with it. We're internalizing it. We're making our own. So when we ask questions of the text, what is this saying? What is it saying in the context historically when it was written? Uh, yeah. A parable about, about a farmer and bread meant something very differently. Um, the people understood naturally, right? If it'd be like if we said a parable about like the big three car companies in Detroit, yeah, yeah, yeah. two thousand years ago, people would need a little more context to understand <laughs> yeah. that. So sometimes we just want to look at the context, and but asking questions um, and just think, just thinking about those things help us to internalize, and mm. then that that knowledge then can become understanding, and then the understanding when it's internalized can become wisdom, which is what this study is all about. That's good. I like that word that you use, demand. Make a demand. Mm. Like, just force yourself to think more deeply and make a demand of Scripture. Like, there's truths in here to be mined. 
Yeah, in yeah. a demand of our own selves that we yeah. bring something to meet it instead of just plopping the words yeah, in there and checking, and checking, the checking it off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Well, let me read it again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the desire of the sluggard kills him for his hands refuse to labor. All day long he craves and craves, but the righteous gives and does not hold back. Mm-hmm. Does something stand out to you immediately? Well, the first word that jumps off to, to the page of me is just the word sluggard. It's it's such a, a picturesque word. I mean, you, I see that word, I hear that word, and I feel like I know that guy. That that person, he's kind of moving towards what he should be doing, but he's just taking his time and he's leaving a mess behind him. You know, he's kind of got a goal, but he's just apathetic. Doing his work in one hand and checking yeah. Facebook in the other hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah, just kind of existing. Um, not a great guy to be around. No one wants to be friends with a slug. Um mm. And it's that that's kind of just the first thing that jumps at me because the slug has a desire. Sluggard. Mm-hmm. The sluggard has a desire. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like it's driving him crazy mm-hmm. because it's just it's just out of reach because he doesn't have enough drive to really pursue him to get that thing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's always right there in front of him and it's killing him. Because he, he won't work for he it. He won't work for it. Or she. Mm-hmm. He or she. You know, it's a it's available. It's attainable. It's it's not like this person doesn't have the the qualities or competencies to do it. it just doesn't have the drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it says the next the second half of verse twenty five. For his hands refuse to do labor. Mm-hmm. His hands refuse to labor. Uh, all day long he craves and craves and we all know what it's like to desire something so deeply and to crave it and to sort of even be obsessed with something that we want or that we desire or a goal that we have mm-hmm. and it says it's killing him yeah and it, and it it makes me think of proverbs thirteen twelve. it says hope to deferred makes the heart mm-hmm. sick but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life and that the desire fulfilled that gives us life, right? When when we have desires, and especially when we're following the Lord, a lot of the times those desires are put there by Him, and when those are fulfilled, it's it's life and it's hope, and it's good. But it's when that is deferred, it makes our hearts sick, and that's what right. it's saying here. But it's it's, it's self imposed, yeah, for this guy, it's his fault, and. Yeah. And so where, you know, it makes me think then where am I in my life? Am I, do I have a desire that I'm not, that it's self-imposed agony for me? Or, but you know, it's something also makes me think of if I've said something like, oh, I wish I could play the piano. Like, do I really, do I really, like I could Mm -hmm. if, if I wanted to. And so I don't I don't think that this is necessarily like a wish because that that desire to play the piano isn't killing me. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but there are lots of things I think we can all relate to that. Where we're like, oh, this is something that I wish that I could do if I wanted to give the time and attention to it. But I have not chosen to do that. And this is something that's a deep desire that he's not choosing to give the time and attention to. What is it in us? Yeah. 
what is it in him what is it in us that would make us not do that man i i don't i don't know i i I feel like there's not a magic bullet answer Mm -hmm. for that um because i think depending on what we're talking about there are different reasons i guess it it just boils down to excuses even as i'm trying to talk it out Mm -hmm. like if you are not being physically stopped from doing something if because there's sometimes there are, there are real limitations, you right. know. I want to learn how to fly a plane. I don't have a plane. I don't. I'm. I. I'm, there's not room in the family budget for me to go and take flying lessons. There's not. Go buy an airplane. Yeah, I'm not gonna go buy a plane today. Mm-hmm. There's limitations to that. Mm-hmm. But if I want to say, I need to start getting in better shape. Well. I've got a floor right next to me and I can start doing push-ups and sit-ups, you mm-hmm. know. What some cuz sometimes there are real limitations, right? But maybe it's just taking a real hard look at your desires and your priorities. And your priorities. Yeah. Because we make time for the things that really matter to us. We make we make time. You don't find time. You make time. Yeah. And so where does that land on your priority list? You know, it's funny. I don't, I can't stop thinking about the word in in reading this verse now and in listening to what you're saying, consumerism. <laughs> like that he just wants to consume it. He's craving and craving. He wants it to just be, he wants to consume the yeah. thing. We, so much in our culture, we consume. We consume uh, very often in church, we want to sit down, the band plays, we listen, pastor preaches, we listen, we take the coffee, we leave, right? Yep. Like, we're like we're not always um, contributing. And that's not meant to, like, be a guilt trip or a shame, but a lot of times it's easy for us to do that. Or we can then we come home and we sit and we watch Netflix and we consume and we have DoorDash mm-hmm. bring us our food and we consume where, like... It's just this this craving, which I think is, is what we sometimes just have this craving. And if we're so used to consuming, we just crave more and more. Years ago, I remember John Bevere said, you hunger for what you feed on. Yes. And so if you're like just always taking in things, you just crave more of that. And so maybe he's just has this sort of insatiable, unsatisfied appetite of consuming and and yet if that can't ever be satisfied right but then like look at the end of verse 26 here's sort of an answer to that but But. the righteous gives and does not hold back Mm -hmm. it doesn't say anything about his desires or about him being killed by those desires or about even being satisfied but he's just saying the sluggard is craving unsatisfied Mm-hmm. But the righteous person gives and does not hold back. Gives generously, relentlessly. Yeah. Regularly. Regularly. I think intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we give, I think giving and generosity is the antidote for that consuming. Absolutely. And it, and it doesn't have to be even like a huge budget item. We can be generous. With our time. Yeah. With our, our words. words. 
with our, our hospitality, we can, right, you can care for people well without having to spend money. Mm-hmm. You can um, be generous with our, with our encouragement, um, speaking courage into people. Yeah. The righteous gives and does not hold back. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, you know, what are the qualities uh, of that person that gives and, and doesn't hold back? Because like you said, it's not just about finances, but it's a it's a character thing. It's a it's a positional thing. You you know, we have been made righteous mm. when, right. okay. by right. Christ. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's positional. It's not something we didn't we didn't earn righteousness. Mm-hmm. We can't earn righteousness. We can we can just accept it as a gift through salvation. And so out of that identity of where we stand, mm-hmm. we can give. That's good. And we can give generously cuz when you're when your identity is in the thing and your identity is wrapped up in how you got the thing Mm -hmm. you know it's hard to be liberal with it if if you're just focused on work to earn money it's really hard to give that away right when you're so busy during the day and you got to fight for some free time it's really hard to be generous with your time Mm um at least i i think i think it is yeah um and so when you are when you're given something and you recognize that it's a gift and it's designed to be passed on freely given freely received right but we have to remember that we have to and keeping that in front of our minds is that's the tricky part because we still want our things And and things aren't bad right you know it's not, you know, it's not a guilt trip to to have stuff. But when the stuff is the focus, that leads to craving. Yeah. I think that's I was, that's what I just noticed when I my eyes were going over this verse again. The, the problem isn't the desire. Mm-hmm. The problem is the sluggard and yeah. that he's refusing. Um, and that's when the craving and the consuming comes mm-hmm. in. But the problem isn't the desire. The Lord has made us to have goals, to want to create, to want to have relationships, yeah. things like that. So really interesting. Like this week, this week, let's pray that our desires will be framed properly in the idea of freely giving and freely received and freely given. And then also to just generously give and not hold back in in ways that we can be generous to people around us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for that free gift of salvation. We thank you that it is by your gift we are made righteous. It is by your gift we can experience unconditional love and acceptance. And it's through that we have a new identity in you. And because we are placed in that position, God, that we can freely give. Mm -hmm. Help us throughout this week to recognize our desires, to be able to name them and to be able to prioritize them and to be able to um, pursue them appropriately. Lord, 
we thank you that you put desires in us. We thank you for, for those godly desires and help us to, to pursue them with the strength that you have given us and uh, help us to always keep you first. And it's in that that everything else will fall in line. We thank you for this week. We love you. Amen. Amen. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, visit us at BethelChristian-MI.org or find us on social media. To stay updated on upcoming episodes, please consider subscribing to the podcast. We pray you will be empowered to live, learn, love, and lead in the power and love of Christ.